Welcome back, everyone, to the Flow Track Podcast. Happy Monday. I'm Kevin Selly, joined by Gordon Mack. Got a lot to discuss on this Monday morning. And Colt is back. Travis is back. Gordon, how you feeling? Feeling great, man. Another week. I'm in week uh, six of my dunking training. And okay. uh, it's going well. I, I'm not dunking yet, but I feel like the dunk's going to happen in December. That's what's on my mind. Okay. We're going to send the video to Colt since he's back. Friday, we're going to show that first attempt. And you're going to get a lot of maybe pushback after that first attempt of like, hey, can't do it. But little do they know, you're already farther along because that's two weeks old. Exactly. And Gordon exactly. 2.1 is even closer to touching the net than you were on their first attempt. Just kidding. Exactly. Touch the net. <laughs> <laughs> On today's show, we're going to talk about uh, Colin Solomon breaking four, uh, Lamont Marcel Jacobs opening up, New Balance Indoor Grand Prix, Mondo just missing the world record, um, and everything else that happened in the weekend of track and field. Subscribe to the Flow Track Podcast YouTube channel if you haven't already. want to thank our sponsor, Hoka, who's sponsoring this podcast. They just introduced the most advanced spike shoe yet, the Cielo X which are powered by the propulsion of carbon. You have the Cielo MD for mid-distance, Cielo LD made for long distance. Remember, the website is hoka.com. You go to hoka.com, hoka faster forward. Check out the spikes getting, if you're watching on YouTube. You're getting, you're getting very good at displaying spikes, Gordon, I will say. By the time um, we get into like March, you're going to be an absolute pro at displaying those Hoka spikes. So Hoka.com is the website. Uh, check it out. You'll look at all the specs and stuff too. They got the P-backs. They got that carbon fiber plate, as I mentioned. Got some some colors that really pop too. I'm liking the color scheme here. Yeah. Do you like my uh, backdrop? I got a new backdrop kind of. Okay. What do you have behind you? I Let have... me see. I can't see the whiteboard. Oh, is that for your predictions? It's my predictions. Well, you can't see because yeah, my head's in front of it. I have I haven't yeah. figured out a good. I got to move the predictions to the other side of the whiteboard. But I predicted Norris to win, which I got wrong. Beamish to win, which I got wrong. Jacobs to run six fifty two, which I was Whoa. off by point oh one. Good, good, good. Six fifty one, and then uh, my order of the sixty hurdles was Holloway, Allen. Cunningham, Roberts. So I was off by, I got my two, three swapped. So not bad. Okay. I mean, not I lose all my money, but it's not bad. It's not bad. You just got to put the predictions over your left shoulder next time so we can see yes. them the entire show. Did you have a Colin Salmon sub four prediction? I did not even know he was running, which is shows how much I follow this sport, right? That I had no idea he was even in the meet. <laughs> but, uh, after the fact, it makes sense, man. Like this guy, this not even this guy, this team is incredible. And the fact that Colin runs 358, two other guys run 757 and 801 in the 3K. This Newberry Park team is a once in a generation type squad. We're going to have more sub fours in our lifetime every other year, every year, or wherever, every three years. But to have. Three guys on the same team, mm -hmm. 
technically four because the fourth guy, I'm not sure if he ran, um, one of the other youngs. But Colin Solomon, 358, very impressive. I mean, literally last year we had Hobbs Kessler running 357. Now this year we're having Colin Solomon running 358, and we know that there's three, he has three teammates who are probably going to do the same thing next year. It's incredible. Uh, 13th high schooler ever to run sub four in the mile. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're turning sub four into the it's, – it's the new sub 405. Like mm-hmm. these kids are just running and running, and I don't think it's ever going to come to an end. I think sub four 10 years from now is going to be the new standard. Yeah. Third fastest ever indoor behind Kessler and Hunter. And what was really impressive was how he closed off of this pace. And he won this race. He won this race against some guys who are much more experienced than he is. He was eighth at halfway. He was fourth at the bell. Then closes in a 27 second last 200 to get the wins. I mean, it's one thing to, to run it in a pro race where you're in the middle and then you move up a little bit throughout but i really liked his racing instincts and i liked the way he was able to accelerate off of that pace and and close in 27 seconds i think this is going to become the norm i mean i've said it before we expected him to break four this year i think we're going to get to a point where if you want to be the fastest miler in the country in high school you're going to need to break four I think we're headed in that direction. Now, I know this is only the 13th person to do it, but the trend lines are pretty clear. We've got three years in a row now with the sub four. I think we're going to see multiple guys this year do it. And when I was digging into the numbers and looking for more info on the race, I went last night, mile split. It wasn't even the top headline. I mean, that's how quickly we move on from this now. Like, was not it, you know, several years ago, if someone broke four, that would be the entire conversation of the weekend, at least in terms of distance running in track and field. And now you go there and it's like, all right, it's expected. What's up next? What's up next for them? Um, obviously, Webb's record is something special, the 353. And that I put out there. But as we talked about before, 359, 358, that's a long way from 353. So we can get a lot more guys, I think, under four minutes doesn't necessarily mean they're going to run what Webb did or run what Jim Ryan did, but this is, this is going to develop into the new normal. And I think the the most encouraging thing about Solomon, I, I think is just the way he closed within this race and the names of the people he beat in this race, Gordon. Yeah. And coach Sean Brosnan tweeted out more to come because again, it wasn't just Colin Solomon with the great race. Right. I mean, the fact that, uh, the other two guys ran what seven fifty seven and eight oh one in a three k. Yeah, I mean Colin, Aaron, Lex, and Leo. It's it's a it's a crazy four that they have there. The, the pair of brothers. Um, yeah, but yeah, when I look at the splits, that easily could have. If he would have went out, he probably had an extra two seconds available in that race. Looking at the way he yeah. closed in twenty seven. He goes out in 31.5 and a 30.3. I mean, his opening yeah. 400 is 101.8. That is not yeah. the typical, for first time ever, sub four miler. They're not going out yeah. in 101.8. The first ever sub four right. miler in your, in your career is normally like a 59, right? Because you got to like 
bank a all the seconds you can, you know, to give yourself a little bump. And then how many times do you see someone attempt to break four, go through 1,200 and 301 point and be like, yeah, yeah all right, it's not going to happen. Like, ah, uh, they'll find mm-hmm. like 402, 404, 403. Yeah. But no, he had the wheels to run that 27 last 200. And I think it shows that you talk about 353 as like the new barrier now that we should be eyeing for these Newberry Park guys. To close it in 27, that yeah. is yeah. Yeah. 353 type talent, you know? He now just needs to get yeah. in a, a good race. He needs to get, obviously, a little more fitter. Yeah. I, I could see it happening. I, I, I don't think it's out of the question. My, my point by bringing up 353 is that there's just a big difference between what the high school national record was and what sub four was. And I think everything kind of got thrown together of like, Webb broke four in high school and so did Hobbs Kessler and so did all these other guys. Well, yeah, but there's just a lot of difference between a 353 and a 359 high. If you think about that on the professional level, right? How much different someone would be in a diamond league with 353 capability versus 359 capability. So there is another level up you have to go to, to get to Allen Webb. I'm not saying everybody is all of a sudden going to come Allen Webb overnight. I just think we're going to have a situation where more often than not, you're going to need to break four if you want to be the national high school leader at the end of the year. That's just what's going to happen. In terms of Newbury Park, you brought up uh, Lex Young, 757, just missed Nico's mark, and then Aaron Salmon, 801 in the 3K. Now, I know the 3K is not run a ton, but if you look at the all-time 3K list, you got some big names there. You have Drew Hunter on that list, right? You have Nico Young on that list. Aaron Salmon, who was Newbury Park's fourth guy in cross country, is number four all-time in the 3K for high school. In a list that includes, again, if we, if we pull up this list, all-time high school boys, 3K. Nico Young, Lex Young, Drew Hunter, Aaron Salmon, then a guy named Chez, and then a guy named Jerry Lingren and Lucas Verspikas. Those are high school legends, all of them. Again, the guy who's fourth on that list was Newberry Park's fourth guy during cross country. And not fourth in a fluke. He was fourth several times throughout the season. That's hilarious. Their fourth runner just ran multiple seconds better than Ed Cheserek, Gary Lindgren, and Lucas Verspikas. It's, it's insane. It is absolutely bonkers. And what's great about this, this group of four, right? Three of them yeah. are coming back, right? They're only mm-hmm. one senior. So we get to kind of do this Newberry Park craze for another whole year after this. Like, we're, yeah. not, we're not even finished with this year, and I'm already thinking about next year. You know, like when you're <laughs> you're one year away from being a year away when you're following a sports team. I'm already thinking about you know this is like the uh, I mean I'm, dare I say it we're like in the okay. you know no, please don't oh, I won't say it please I won't don't. say it you almost went a whole I'm segment without parent. talking about the yeah don't do it don't do it Cole I you might need to okay cut I won't do it yeah, don't Newberry Park's great but uh, Newberry Park's really fast there you go how about that. What I want to happen, though, is this is what needs to happen. The fact that Lex Young ran 7.57. I need mm-hmm. Leo Young to get healthy because well, I'm not sure what he's doing. But he needs to go out there and run 7.58 so that the three mm-hmm. fastest all-time 3K <laughs> runners are all young. Yeah, They're all Lex yeah. Young and Leo Young and Nico Young. Yeah, just confirmation of what they did in cross. If you were not persuaded by what they were doing, if you didn't think that 
top four guys or four of the top five, however the end of the year ranking shook out. But if you didn't think that that was sustainable, I think, think you were wrong. And yeah, I, I'm interested in Solomon. What does he do outdoors? Does he race again indoors? Can he get in an even quicker race? Because this was a perfect setup for him. It was against pros, but it was pros at his level. What happens if he goes another level up a little bit faster? Maybe he's not in contention for the win, but you're right. They don't go out in 61. They go out in 59. How does he handle that? And, and can he grab another couple seconds? They preach all the time about how they don't think of limits and they don't put barriers on themselves. So they're probably thinking, yeah, 353 is possible. 355 is, is possible. So I want to see him race again. You know, high school competition for him is going to, well, on his team, that's the, like his, his best competition is in practice. Basically, he's in a weird situation where he can get pushed every day in practice. But if he races anybody else in the nation, they're not going to be good enough to stick with them. That's a weird dynamic to have. But I bet if he gets into some, some pro type races, some college races, either later on indoors or into outdoors, he, he has the capability to run faster than that. And obviously, you know, Webb ran faster outdoors than, than indoors. So I would expect to see that. But big run from him. Let's go the other direction here. Let's go 180. Let's go, let's go sprints. Um, Marcel Jacobs. For the first time since the Olympic final, we saw him, Gordon, in Berlin at the World Indoor Tour. Looked good in the opening heats and then dropped another couple hundreds in his final, ran 6.51. This is shaping up to be pretty interesting, just in terms of the indoor season, because I would imagine he's gonna run world indoors. I don't know if I should assume that. We know Coleman's gonna run world indoors. So we have two guys who are really motivated, I think, for indoor season. I think Jacobs is motivated because I think he's tired of people implying or saying that he was somewhat a fluke outdoors and obviously christian coleman is motivated because he was suspended and couldn't run at the olympics next year what is your current assessment of coleman v jacobs right now in the 60. well my current assessment is coleman is going to beat him i don't see a situation right now where jacobs is the favorite and I do appreciate the um, the scenario that we have here, where you know Jacobs is going to have a little bit of a a little bit of a you know a little what's on your shoulder chip on your shoulder, chip. right? Because no, no one's going to believe him, right? And I'm not going to lie, this 651 kind of adds to that non-belief. I know it's only 0.02 off of Coleman, but like. I just feel like he should have ran in the 640s to be like, I'm, oh, come I'm on, ready come to on, go. <laughs> I don't know. It's an opener. It's an opener. I, I was impressed. I know it's he, an opener, but like Coleman opened after ran, two years off with a 649. He's running 651, which is like a good college time. Listen. I mean, let's be he honest. Ran, he ran well enough here for me to wonder, hey, why didn't you run post-Olympics? You could have made a lot of money for appearance fees. Uh, he's good at the 60 indoors, right? He's run 647 uh, at the world at the Euro Indoor Championships. I think I'm more optimistic. If I was him, 
I'm I'm happy about this one. I think this exceeded what I thought. Now you had him at a 652. It's on your whiteboard. Yeah. You predicted 652. So I I get it, but I also having there it is. It's on the board. Having someone debut sub 640, at, that's really tough. I think Coleman can go to a place that Jacobs can't in terms of time. He's a world record holder. Got a lot of the all-time marks. So I still think Coleman has the advantage, but I think it's going to be a good race. And I just like the fact that we have two guys that are motivated highly to win world indoors because oftentimes we see people not motivated to run world indoors or to go for the gold. I think that that gold medal is going to, would mean something significant to both of them within the context of the last two years. But here's the thing. Even if Jacobs won, that's the, we're still not going to consider him the favorite in 2022. There's literally nothing Jacobs can do Hold on. for him to become the favorite. I don't know, man. I think if he goes into the 60, which is Coleman's best event based on where he ranks all time and beats him, I think you got to start asking some questions then about what Jacobs can do. We're a long way from that, but then that means Jacobs won the 100. Yeah, granted, without Coleman, but then went and won the 60. He may not be an overwhelming favorite, but you'd have to throw him in the conversation. That's what I'm saying. I'm talking about favorite. Yes, he'll be in the conversation, but I'm, my thing is there's nothing he can do that would consider him the favorite. It's kind of like it doesn't matter how many games you Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell win in the regular season for the Utah Jazz. They're not going to become the favorites because you know there's a LeBron James waiting, a Phoenix Suns that's better, a, a Giannis on Milwaukee, like – People are just putting an asterisk right now on that Olympic run. I don't know. And I think it's because he hasn't right, backed but, it up with like multiple repeat performances. It feels like an outlier. It's crazy to call the Olympic final an outlier. But when you look at a season, it is an outlier. That one race right. is the biggest outlier of his entire season. So you're not going to let a 60-meter win in Belgrade, Serbia, trump that outlier. It just, it's not yeah. going to happen. But I think that would be the kind of support that you'd need to see. Him beating Coleman, and if Baker's there too for the U.S., and if Su Tian is there as well, you have three of the best 60-meter guys in history. If he beats that field, I think you're downplaying the impact of what that would mean. Yeah, it's indoors, but you're going into to Coleman's backyard when you're going into the 60. Coleman owns a 60, if you look at it all time. But okay, I mean, are you telling me if... if I'm saying if he wins. 60, okay, no, if he wins. Say he runs 648 and Coleman runs 649. Yeah. Are we going to all of a sudden say Jacob's running 648 in March is like, whoa. No, you're going to be like, all right, a slow race. You know, if he runs 63 or 6 like 4 low... Maybe, I, but like, but I think that's if what he it runs six four high and wins, I don't. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna take it as enough. But I think that's implied. This is also a sixty. Think, you think six four high is gonna win? I don't think there's any way six four high wins at World Indoors. I just don't see it. Crazy things happen, man. That is true. I'm not disputing that crazy six four things high. Happen. 
six four high one against Bromel and Baker. Like that was a stacked field. That was the opener. He's gonna do a couple more races until the, unless the Belgrade track is made of quicksand. Uphill. I don't think they're gonna be. Yeah, it's uphill and it's grass. I don't think they're gonna run six four high. I think in order to beat him, he would run a PR. So he'd run low six fours, I would guess, or even high six threes. And then again, he'd be beating Coleman in his in his best event. That's what I'm saying. A lot has to happen for it to go the way of Jacobs. I'm just saying if all that stuff happens, then I think we have a much more competitive hundred than we assume. I'm not picking that now. I, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, I think the 651 was great. And I think it's going to be a fun couple months now or a month, I guess, until we have World Indoors. Six weeks, maybe. But I just think the conversation is, is interesting. Um, Coleman, is, Coleman is really good at this event. And you're going to bring back the entire podium from 2018, presumably, if Baker's able to make the U.S. team. Um, as I mentioned, Bing Tian's really good in the 60s. So it's just... I like to highlight the races that are going to mean something at World Indoors because there's going to be plenty of them where you're like, really? They want a gold medal? That was kind of surprising. Or we can take this result and throw it in the trash. I think the 60, if all these guys line up, is going to be one to watch. It's going to be very exciting. Yeah. I mean, when you see Richard Kilty won it in 649, three world championships ago, no one was okay. putting Kilty on the pedestal. I guess you're sure, saying but it's Christian because Coleman, Coleman won it. Head up. Yeah. 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 Know. Coleman yeah. won it. Bromel won it. Yes, Kilty won it. What? That's Gatlin yeah, won it. And what year is that? Is that is that 12 or 14? That's 12. Gatlin won yeah. it. 12. That's 12. Chambers was solid. Yeah. I'm not saying every year, but I'm saying this year, this is where it's aligning. Beating beating Coleman in the 60 is like beating Grant Holloway in the 60 hurdles. I think if you do it, it's significant because of how good that they've been in that event. I mean, we saw with Holloway, know, though. you were super we're, confident. You're beating, you're beating a Coleman coming off of two years of no races. So, like, I kind of think Coleman has a lot of more vulnerabilities than he would have had and, like... A fully you think that still matters? His, I do think it matters. I think you're not beating a full-on Coleman. I think Coleman has an asterisk to his name right now. How many not, races does Coleman need to do? I know. How many races does Coleman need to do before you're like, all right, the rust is off? I mean, everybody else summer. came off an off-season. By the summer, summer by you the think summer. <laughs> he's got to race for three months to get the rust off? No, man. I think yeah. the rust is gone. I think the rust is gone pretty much. No. Everybody... Everybody had the winter off. Jacobs didn't even run post-Olympics. Now, that was his choice not to do it. But he ran that meet at Kentucky. He ran a 60. I think he's good to go at this point. I think whether or not he ran last summer is, is it gets less and less relevant as we get closer and closer to World Indoor Championships. I think it's by the time we get there, I think it's game on once we get to World Indoors. I think a win is a win. I mean – how much did Grant run between the Olympics and New Balance Indoor Grand Prix? Not a ton. And you were confident in him. You're like, he's going to blow everybody out. And you were, you were right. It just shows you how good Holloway and Coleman are indoors. Was that stat right? They said on the broadcast, Holloway hasn't lost a 60 hurdle race since 2014. Do you know how yeah. old I was in 2014, Gordon? 
I I just joined Flowtrack in twenty fourteen. Yeah. Travis, can you look up that stat? Is that right? That he hasn't lost your age a... minus eight. <laughs> no, 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 no. The stat about Lou... Colt producer Colt was like I don't know, eighth grade or something. Then, uh... <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Colt. Uh... But but they said it on the broadcast, and I'm thinking, all right, that there, there, there's no way. Is it really four since 2014? They must have said that wrong, right? I mean, I can find out. He won everything in. I mean, he won everything in in college, right? I know he lost at SECs one time, but I think that was was that outdoors that he lost that sixty meter hole race. I just wonder how long the win streak goes back. I was shocked. So we're going indoors only. Okay. Yeah, sixty hurdles. Sixty hurdles. You're fine. He won. He won. He won. He won. He won. He won. Hey, obviously he won everything in 2019. Remember, we have a year off because of 2020. 2018, yeah. he won everything. Oh, we get. There's a prelim count. No, I'm calling finals. I'm just doing finals. Finals only. Okay. Because yeah. he did lose in a prelim in 2018. In 2018. Yeah. All right. 2017. That. Indoors. He won. He won. He won. He won. Oh my gosh. He yeah. won. So. Through college, you won everything. Uh, so I guess we have to go back to. Yeah, 16, we're in high school. Here we go. We found it. Travis found it. Uh, March 16th, 2014, New Balance, ironically, New Balance Nationals in high school. He got second. Who beat him there? Can we, can we pull that up? Can we figure out who the last person to beat Holloway in a Dude, final was? They deserve a that medal. That person should have an award. That's a crazy stuff. Like, it might have been, been Trey Cunningham. They had some crazy battles in high school. It might have actually been Trey Cunningham who got second to him. In this race um we'll work we'll find that we'll find that stat but he yeah i mean grant's obviously great outdoors too but i think 60 is just him at another level and he said he said in the post-race interview when i run good indoors i run good outdoors i said well that's never you've never not run good indoors so basically saying i'm always gonna be at the top of my game outdoors um debuts what seven seven forty seven which seven thirty seven excuse me that's his sixth best time um beat Cunningham by a tenth I thought Cunningham ran great um but Grant just too quick to that first hurdle and everybody's playing catch up at that point he lost to Isaiah Moore he was a right. senior while Grant Holloway was a sophomore Okay. He got smoked by him too. But Isaiah Moore was two years older than him. So seven. Isaiah wow, Moore, man. Same time. Same time that he ran in this race. And it was also a new balance. No, uh, that's new the balance. 55 the meters. You guys scroll. Oh, down. that's 50. Oh, okay. Hold on. 60 hurdles. It's the way he's running 737 in high school. Well, the the, <laughs> the barriers are lower. All right. 793. 793. You're right. All right. Wow. So he lost twice. Oh, that's just a split. That's just a split. That's right? a split. No, yeah. Was... Yeah. Okay. They run at 60, but they take a 55 meter split. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Okay. Well, what did you think of his what did you think of his race on Sunday? Um it was very impressive because of how quick it was. It literally looked he's really he's turning the 60 meter hurdles 
into child's play. He's turning it into something that he can, he is now so comfortable with it that it is just like a walk in the park. He's just at a new level where the amount of focus, he need, it's like the back of his hand. Each hurdle is like the back of his hand. He's at a new level. He's entering a new phase where you now know the 60 hurdles to him is like running a 60-meter dash. Those hurdles are non-existent for him. He knows his steps so well. He knows his body and his, and his just how to flow over those hurdles so well that now he's just running an open 60 every time. And he's like being able to focus on just increasing his speed. That's how good he's gotten at these hurdles. Um, and I think it shows when you're able to have your rust buster be 737. He's yeah. out there running with no hurdles. He's like yeah. running in slow-mo and everyone else is running in four times speed, thinking about every hurdle, making sure they're getting it over, not hitting it. He's yeah. in a new level. He's like in the matrix of the 60 hurdles. And he was asked in the post-race, world record again, or do you want world indoor gold? And he said gold, which makes sense. He wants to get the gold. He didn't get it at the Olympics. Yeah, he has a world championship, but he wants, he wants to win. He already has, has the world record. Matt, I mean, I'm sure run. What's that? Imagine if he said, no, nah, I don't want to win gold. I just want the record. Yeah. <laughs> I'm okay with the loss. Yeah. The question we always well, ask, what do you want more, gold or the world record? And we think, who's going to say the world record in that question? Oh, no, I don't want to win. I, I just want the fastest time. Well, you can say Look both. Season leader. People hedge sometimes. They say both. It's tough, tough to get uh, tough to get a straight answer. But I—that's what I would assume he would say because he wants to be a gold medalist again. And it's funny the sh like the shorter the race, it just seems more automatic. Even though there's the race is so short, so much could go wrong. But you're just so confident in him. Like as soon as he starts, we talked about this last year. He would just end races. By the first hurdle, it'll be over. And he did it again here. You look at his his reaction time um, was good, but there were other people who reacted better. But you look at the splits, like he had a good, like a solid advantage. Look at him at um, hurdle one, 231 to hurdle one. So he's 0.05 already ahead of everybody in the first two seconds. And then it takes him a little bit to get into his, his running because some of those other splits are slower than other runners but then by you know from three to four he's really good um and then he closes it out obviously better than anybody else from hurdle five to the finish but it just it seems to slow down for him indoors a guy obviously hasn't lost one since 2014 so to go that long without even clattering a hurdle is impressive You'd think doing yeah. that 60 hurdle meter race that many times, bad luck would at least impact him. But he's completely impervious to even luck. That's how good he is. It's yeah, we're, we're, we're witnessing like the LeBron James of hurdling right now. Like he is, I mean, he's still young, right? He's, he's still under what, age 25? How old is he? Is mm -hmm. he 24, 25, I don't know. He's gonna have like a he's gonna have like a run of like six more years at this, and mm -hmm. like by the end of like the Olympics in twenty twenty eight, we're gonna be looking at Grant Holloway as like the greatest hurdler ever. Like mm -hmm. 
I'm sure there's other people who currently have the name for greatest hurdle of all time, but Grant Holloway's going to have it by the end of 2028. That's what I'm saying, right? We're 2028. Book it. Put it on your calendar. Put it on the board. In LA. Put it on the board. For that. Write it in permanent marker because you're not going to erase yeah, it until 2028. 2028. Grant Holloway. Go. Going to the board. 28. <laughs> for those of you listening and not watching, Gordon is writing it down. I think he might have it locked up by 27. It's on the board. Go to schedule. If I had a board, I'd write 27 just to beat you by one year. No, yeah, but like 2028, the Olympics, you end it with the Olympics in LA, you have the whole thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He's going to be, you know, he's going to be so good in like 20, like 64, when the Olympics Mm -hmm. are hosted in Florida. Grant Holloway's going to light the – or in Virginia, Grant Holloway's going to light the Olympic yeah. torch. You going to write that down? How do you feel about that? <laughs> no, I won't write that one. How old are we going to be I don't be know then? if we'll have a podcast then. I don't know if we'll have a uh, podcast by 2060. We're definitely – I want to get the most, I get the most mileage out of this mic stand. I just got this mic stand, um, and it costs a little bit of money. So I want to get my m- money's worth. So I'm good going to 2060, I think. Okay. We, we should keep doing it. All right. Oh, what were you your a other... new mic stand. That is nice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah finally. I, I'd move it around and show you all the features, but I don't want to screw it up because producer Colt helped me get it in the ideal position. So I don't want to move anything. I don't want to touch it. Okay. What were your other highlights? We could talk distance. We could talk more sprints. What were your other takeaways from this meet? Um, side project, side note, big shout out to, Trey Cunningham coming to this pro meet runs and runs runs well beats a good Devin Allen a good Daniel Roberts very impressive for Trey Cunningham he's the overwhelming favorite for the sixty hurdles at the college level now and yeah if you run this Trey Cunningham needs to be thinking is there a way I can run USA's NCAA's and then go to Worlds yeah because yeah. Grant Holloway has a buy so mm-hmm. Trey Cunningham could win USA's like. I'm not sure if that's in the in the cards if they're thinking about that, but I would love to see Trey Cunningham attempt to do the NCAA USA World Triple. I mean, he won't mm-hmm. win them all, but you know, be able to be in college one week and then the next week you're flying into Serbia. It'll be pretty cool. So maybe mm-hmm. he'll they're thinking about doing that. So, but 7:47 is a legit time for him. Um, mm-hmm. Outside of some of the other sprints, I mean, let's talk about Trey. Uh, not Trey. Um, Trayvon Brumel. Kind of yep. like fell, collapsed a bit at the end of that race on the inside of the track. People were thinking, was he hurt? What's going on? But yeah. I think he's just not used to running longer than 100 meters. Um, feel, probably feels like an old man out there. Like, I ain't ready for this shit. But he got through it, got the win. Wasn't going to be fast. It makes sense. These pros never running 200s fast. The only people who run fast 200s are college kids in their like peak, 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 trying to set yeah. new PBs. Um, but hey, Trayvon comes out of the indoor season, gets runner up to Coleman, wins the 200, calls it a day. We won't see him again till April, mm. but you know, it was a good run. <laughs> mm. Anytime Bromel wins a 200, or anytime Noah Lyles runs fast in a 60, I think it's a bonus for both those guys because they're going yeah. away from their preferred distance so you take any sort of positive result yeah i guess bromel was just just tired from that 200 lyles his post-race interview was really interesting 
if you watch it, he talks about how him and his coach started, they've studied the starts from Bromel and Coleman. They're putting a big em- emphasis on the start here, basically saying, hey, I'm tired of running from behind. If I can mitigate that gap a little bit in those first couple meters, I'm confident in my top end speed. A lot of times pros, and maybe they just do this when they're giving interviews, and then when they actually talk to their coach, they're a little bit more self-reflective. But a lot of times they just kind of double down of like, no, no, this is what I'm good at. I can still win without a good start. Don't question my start. I liked, like, if you're a Lyles fan, I think you're really happy in how he ran, but also in what he said about, hey, I need to get this part of my race a little bit better, and then I'm going to even be better uh, for it. And the fact that they're looking at other guys' starts and trying to mimic those two guys, obviously it bodes well for the short stuff, but even in the 200 too, because you can see the limits, it's got to be a bit daunting every single time to have to come from behind. And with the 200 being really good now and him not being a shoe-in, so I'm losing in Tokyo, but with DeGrasse, with Bednarik, with Curley, with Arian Knighton, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, making the U.S. team is tough and winning gold is going to be tough. So I think this was a good sign for Lyles. Gets a PB, runs 656. I know it's a 60, but I just I like that he's addressing a part of his race that was a weakness for him and taking indoors seriously. Yeah. I mean, anytime Noah Lyles PBs in the 60, you're thinking, uh-oh, you get like, uh-oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah, fear from the competitors and watch out for outdoor because every 100th of a second, the Noah Lyles runs fast in indoors is going to be multiplied three times, four times in his outdoor 200. We know we yeah. saw him run 19.5. We know there's, that next level, you know, the bolt level when you go to 194s, 193s. And yeah. uh maybe maybe this is he's maybe this is gonna be his peak year and he becomes that 194, 193 guy. Yeah. We haven't seen it since Bolt and Johnson. Uh, but maybe Nor Lyles, you know, the pandemic kind of took a little side turn on his trajectory, and now he's back on track after getting the loss in 2021. And yeah. uh I think he, the, man, he's a man now. Like he was, it was young Noah Lyles coming out of high school in 2016 and just like fun go lucky kid, loves anime on the start line, running fun fast times. But now he's all business and uh, watch out, yeah. the grass and Curly and Knighton. It's, uh, mm-hmm. the, the level's going to be raised a bit, I feel like, in 2022. Yeah, I get back to where he was. I mean, remember pre last year, he was incredible again. His season just had a little bit of weird, like a weird rhythm to it where it was on and off and, you know, trials got through, but then didn't have enough at the Olympics. Him learning how to start, it reminds a couple of years ago, remember when him and Coleman had those battles and it was, oh, Bromel figured out the start, or sorry, Bromel, um, Coleman, um, Lyles figured out the start and then Coleman figured out that last half of the hundred and like, okay, both of these guys have, have addressed their weakness, but it reminds me, do you remember happy Gilmore? Remember the movie happy Gilmore? Am I dating myself? No, I'm, that's, you're not dating yourself. No, no. Yeah. Remember when he goes, uh Oh, happy learned how to putt. Yeah. Uh Oh, Lyles. Uh Oh, Lyles are not a start. It's on now. Like, it's go. a totally different, totally <laughs> different ball game. So 
again, the field wasn't as good as Milrose. No one's going to say that, but he ran faster and the, the, the start and that first part of the race looked better. So I think if you're a Noah Lyles fan, you're waking up happy on, on Monday that he got the win. And um, other, other notable results, Spain just decided to come to this meet and dominate. <laughs> Men's 3000, Abdel McCall ran 730. Women's 15. You had Esther Guerrero win off a slow pace in 411. And then the men's eight, Mariano Garcia, just shot out of a cannon with 150 to go uh, and takes down Bryce Hopple. So three wins for Spain, Gordon, over the mid distances. Who would have thought? I mean, <laughs> Spain powerhouse of in the 3K 800s and 1500s. Uh, I mean, the, the most impressive of that crew, um, I would say the 800 because beating Bryce Hopple is impressive no it's McCall. It's McCall. At the same day it's 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 just an 800 indoors crazy things happen it's the, that 3k 730 yeah. is a legit time and um we know that this 3k to win it at worlds is going to be something quick i think it's going to take yeah. a sub 730 to win it maybe even a sub 730 to podium and mm -hmm. you got to be able to show that you can handle that fitness uh it was basically two races happening right you had the the individual going out there run 730 and then the, everyone kicking to run 737 at the end yeah um that's going to be the question like we did see jordy beamish win the 3k at milrose um mm -hmm. and then he gets you know fifth in this or fifth or fourth in the mile but the question for beamish now i think is was that milrose thing impressive because it was a slower pace like mm -hmm. do these mm -hmm. us-based trained athletes um and u.s athletes are they gonna be able to handle when the europeans take it out and they're going 730 pace that's gonna be the big question i have for um well not just this the crew of younger guys european east africans yeah basically yeah, not remember based training athlete yeah yeah because remember mccall got blown out at carl zoo by aragawi who ran sub 730 he just did what aragawi yeah. did to him to this field I liked after in the interview, they said, oh, do you think you go faster? Most times like, oh yeah, it felt easy. It was a problem. He's like, well, maybe if I had someone with me pushing me, I could have gone 729, but no, not much <laughs> faster. Like he gave himself one extra second because he was totally gassed over the back half of that race. And there's a cool Spanish battle now with him, Muhammad Katir. It's like, they're going to send a good team. If Katir runs yeah. indoors, that's, that's two, two guys who could medal for, for Spain. Grijalva looked like he was going to be left out in no man's land because then he got caught because he was kind of running with McCall, drifted back, got caught by a bunch of people, but he kicked pretty well for third behind uh, Andy Butchart. So a good run for, for Grijal, Grijalva and Butchart. That was like an everybody PRs type of race. Um, I guess we could talk about the mile now too because you, you, you brought it up with Beamish. He got – that was the – I mean, credit to um, Koskren for getting the win, and uh, Colby Alexander made that race interesting by going out hard, kind of what he did at Milrose, except there was no Kerr and Hoare there to go with him. So he just, he latched onto Sawinski and didn't let go. But in terms of Beamish, I think that was the worst possible setup for Beamish because it was like he was stuck leading. He was essentially rabbiting that second pack. And you talked about the Jordy Beamish HBO drama that is his race. That's the, the race experience for Jordy Beamish. It was kind of thrown off kilter a bit 
when you have a guy out there that everybody's chasing and then he's doing the work trying to pull along that field, you have to make a lot of decisions early on in the race that I don't think he wanted to to make. But I mean, good run for Coscarin. And then Ireland went one, th- uh, one, three. And Alexander putting stringing together some some quality races back to back. He's not going the normal route that American runners have been doing. Gordon, he he's not doing that. He's going for it. I love it. Yeah, it's good, good, good run all around. Colby's having a even though he doesn't have any wins to his name. Colby Alexander's having a pretty good back to back weekends with his performances. Yeah, uh, women's three k. Eleanor Prayer was six, so she's scratched. Still developed into gonna, a good race. I'm going to let you uh, recap that one solo because my computer's about to die and I got to get the power outlet. So, okay. Three, yeah. two, one, go. Go. Full screen, Colt. Here we go. Let's see if Colt's paying attention. Oh, oh. No full screen. Oh, wow. That's okay. We don't need it. We don't need it. Let's keep it on there. We can look at the shoe. We can look at Gordon's Gordon's board over there. Now, he picked uh, Josette Norris. She did not uh, get the win. Gabriel debut Stafford in solid shape early on a huge kick with 150 to go breaks the canadian national record uh with 833 a beret of ethiopia ran well i just can't help but wonder the what if here if purrier was in this race because we saw how good she was in the melrose mile unfortunately she was sick so we didn't get to see her compete against debut staffer but those are two women who um look to be at the top of their game right now and norris and a barrier ran well uh, as well so women's 3k will be fun i hope we see them later more often this season that is Perrier and gabrielle debut stafford uh the mile we touched on a little bit with esther guerrero i don't know how much we can take from the mile uh it was really slow in the early going and then she kicked away and ran ran 411 women's eight natoya gould just dominated gordon uh but ran the world lead i mean by herself running sub two that's no joke. Good race by Olivia Baker in second to go too flat. She set a PB. Um, and then I guess, I thought the women's 60 was kind of significant with, with Briscoe getting the world lead at 7.07. We're obviously all waiting on Elaine Thompson, hurrah. But I think Briscoe going 7.07 and then Brianna Williams going 7.09 in the, in the prelims. That one had a big scratch too. I, I think Aaliyah Hobbs got sick as well too. So we missed out on Hobbs being in the mix just like we missed out on Perrier being in the mix. But um, those were the highlights, I think. I mean, I guess we could talk about the 800 more we had. Do you think that's a significant loss for Hopple? Does that change how you view his Milrose win at all? No, not at all. You can – 800, like we said, the weirdest event. There's – I, I, I kind of knew that Hopple was going to lose that race through like – 600 500 meters i was like hopple's gonna lose this i just had a feeling why because because he was because he was leading he had to lead yeah i just i just didn't feel like it was gonna be uh pulling away type field pulling away type uh strategy for hopple um i just had a feeling and someone else was just more fit that day and just had a fresher legs and was able to put it all together in that final 150. but yeah no the Losing in the 800 doesn't mean nothing, especially indoors. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tampa Eagle in the chat, I just turned on the chat here, uh, says, how about Will Sumner, the high schooler, ran, uh, what do you go, 147 point... 148. Sorry, one, 148, excuse me. 
I'm just going to mess around and give him a national record. But number two all time, 148-14 for him. Remember, he run well in the 500 and the, and the 600. So maybe he'll take another shot at it. I guess with Hopple, my thing was it looked like he got caught off guard. He, it looked like he caught got caught a little flat-footed and okay i can do one more move with 50 to go so when the guy goes with 150 it's like oh man i'm it's like too late he's already moved past yeah. me and he's taken that inside track in lane one i don't know if that move like how that move is different if it's made outdoors where there's just more room to to maneuver but it was spain's day i guess you just got to take your tip your cap to them do you think i can draw what Spain looks like on my board? Yes, a hundred percent from memory. Can you draw Texas? Even people have trouble drawing Texas. I would be one of them. Spain's kind of like a square. Oh, see now Colt can go full screen. That's a is, that's is that that's a great rendition. I think that's pretty good. Is that Spain? Go that kind of looks like a yeah. animal. Yeah, one half okay. of the Iberian Peninsula. Pretty good. I'm not going to, Texas is like, don't drive. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's Texas. Yeah. I mean, that's not great. That's not great, but that's, that's good. Like, you know, where the curves are and things like that. Uh, okay. Jamaican women in the 60 hurdles. Look out, look out, look out, look out. They're running really well right now. Williams, 783 world lead, another win for her. And then Brittany Anderson, 788 for second. And she's got a big win on the season as well too so i think we could see it we could see a jamaican one two uh depending on if they run world indoors and that doesn't even include some of their other runners as well too so jamaican women in the high hurdles um are a force i think they've they've done enough indoors for me to to be big believers in them then the only other two results i had written down men's quarter and then women's 300. i have a question about the jamaican women 60 hurdles do you think their yeah. success is a sign uh, is because some of these Jamaican women are like, I'm messing with the Lane Thompson hurrah. Let's get good in the hurdles. As like a, <laughs> they looked at the hurdles as a better opportunity for, you know, stardom medals, make world teams. And when they were younger, they're like making an executive decision. Hey, maybe we should try out this hurdle thing and stay away from the flat stuff because that's going to be kind of dominated for a few, a few years. Yeah. Well, before her, it was Shelly. I mean, there's been great Jamaican women forever. So at a certain point, you're looking at Veronica Campbell-Brown, you're looking at Shelly Ann, you're just like, hey, let's, what's the next available event that I can do? I just, they've obviously won titles before. This is nothing new, but with Camacho Quinn not running indoors, like she hasn't yet that I've seen, and then Kenny Harrison suffering a loss at Milrose, I just think they're in a really strong position right now. And uh, indoor season, I've said it again, said a hundred times, indoor season's not long. Like you just need to catch fire for about a month and yeah. you can win a world title. That's, that's how it works. Six weeks tops. Like that's all you need to be really good. And I think they'll carry it over outdoors too. I think, you know, for a while, us women had the vice grip on this event. It was, they're going to get all three to the final. Yeah. Whoever gets fourth at the Olympic trials can win, win the gold. That's usually how it happened. And I think they're still obviously very deep, but I think Jamaica is starting to encroach more and more into that 
into that territory right now. Talk a little bit about Mondo. Oh yeah, Mondo. Mondo. Uh, it's too bad we don't have Travis here to run the video. Uh, I did a thing on it for, for this week in track. All right. He goes for the world record. He takes three shots at it, which is amazing. Wins the competition, goes over six meters, and then goes for 619, which was the world record by a centimeter. First of all, it's great that he does this. And his first attempt at it wasn't great, but then his next two were, were pretty dang close. Uh, and it was a lot of fun. And I think it would have been easy for him to bail on it after the first one. But he took all three attempts and he had the crowd behind him. And it was very, very, very exciting to see how close he, he got in these two. And the, um, the, crowd was, <laughs> the crowd was living and dying with Mondo on those attempts. Um, it was a lot of fun. I, I guess we shouldn't be surprised that people take shots at the world record when they have the chance. But enough people don't that I like it when they do do it should happen all the time, but it doesn't. Who did, did you predict would be the first one to break a world record? I said Krauser. So I had my fingers crossed on this one. <laughs> this is like by, a, by like uh, uh, Mondo brushing his quad against the bar. Did I, did I stay alive here? I need Krauser I to get Mondo? into a competition. You had Mondo. I need Krauser to get into a competition. I need the laser to be aligned correctly. And I need him to, to do this quick because Mondo seems intent on getting an extra centimeter. Um, did you see that Noah Williams quietly went pro? Noah I Williams, did. LSU 400 meter runner. I was looking at him to potentially be a top two scorer. For LSU Tigers, mm -hmm. be a main reason why the LSU 4x4 would win. And then all of a mm -hmm. sudden, I see him at New Balance Grand Prix wearing a Nike, uh, an Adidas kit. He doesn't run too yeah. well. He runs like 47 seconds. And he's not on the LSU roster anymore. It seemed like kind of out of left field. He was a junior eligible. Um, mm -hmm. I guess maybe the money was too good to pass up. They didn't want to do school no more. But uh kind of hurts LSU's chances of competing for the podium spot in NCA indoors, but also kind of opens up the 400 to kind of be anyone's game because he was kind of one of the heavy favorites. He ran 44 seconds um, last year, and now he's running pro just like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I saw that he's running with – he's training with Lyles' group down there. So, yeah, good for him. Congrats on signing the, the contract. Did you have LSU as – they, they were one of those teams. It was everybody together, and right? Yeah, well, I, I've, I'll update the rankings on the site either tonight or tomorrow. Um, yeah. But I had them – where did I have them? I had LSU like 27 points, basically two points back of podium. Um, but now yeah. they're going to lose eight points from him. They're going to lose yeah. 10 points from the 4 by 4 I had them in. And LSU is going to go ranked from 7th last week to not ranked. They won't even be in the top 25 this week mm. because of the loss of Noah Williams. So Yeah. Big impact. Big in not as yeah, big as the Tyra Gittens transfer, I'll say, though. True. Not True. as large where she could just move mountains, basically, when she decides to transfer. Uh, one correction, Anthony points out, I don't know why I got this wrong. Uh, Kenny Harrison has a world lead in the 60 hurdles. 
Williams was 02 from it, but Kenny Harrison 781 is still there. So she's obviously still in the mix, but she got beat at, at Milrose. So I want to see her again. Jamaica still in a strong position, I think, just based on how well uh, Williams um, has been running, as well as Brittany Anderson. So Kenny Harrison, still the world lead. That does not change, even though I got that wrong. Um, let's see, I'm checking any more. Oh, here's Mondo video. Mondo video. Let's let's check out Mondo. So this was the first one. So this one was the one where he was farthest away. He goes under. Not terrific. He's bummed. We need the next one though, Colt. We need to keep it up there. That was just the the tip of the iceberg. We got two more to go here. We got three attempts in pole vault. Yeah. Go to like one. Ooh. There's number two. So slow mo of it. So slow mo. Yeah. He's real close. He's thinking, man, this is the next 10 years of my career, either breaking a world record by a centimeter or missing it uh, because I'm so much better right now than everybody else. And this is fun. Oh, just scrapes it on the way down. Pole vault's unique too because you get the whole way. You're falling as you realize you failed. I guess high (laughs) jump does that too, but it's just sort of a unique uh, part of the sport. It's like when you get past in a 400 at the end, at least you're not falling down and the bar doesn't land on top of you. All right. And then we got one more here. The last one, which was another really good attempt. People really were into this. And then they they, um, they shoot off the fire too here because it looks like it's going to stay up. Oh. And then bam. Yeah. He thought he had it. Again, I, I give him a ton of credit for going for these record attempts. Yeah. He gave the indoor record sign. I'm sure he's like, oh, that's great. Indoor no, record. the mascot came out. Oh, no. No, it's the it's the ISATF indoor record, too. Yeah, I know. It's not the world record. You think he gives a crap record. about the ISTF indoor record? They had a bunch of signs ready. They had the world record sign, and then they had the ISATF uh, sign there. But, yeah, I do a, I do a, a detailed slow uh, breakdown on, on this weekend track. You can check out. This one, he looks like he it started to go on the way up is when he got it. But it looked like it might hang there for a while. Fire. <laughs> the, the presence of fire really makes pole vault much more epic, I just have to say. Uh, Do you think there's ever been a situation it. where, like, a meat pole vault official has, like, cheated by putting, like, Velcro on the edges so it stays up top mm. and so you can hit it and it stays on? Didn't they have a problem? I don't know. Remember what meat it was, but there was some problem with the standards at one of those one a meet recently where they had to get like recalibrated or something. You have to get a lot of things right at a track meet. So much can go wrong between the timing and everything required for the field events. There's plenty that can go wrong. Uh, Tampa Eagle asks, has Lightfoot uh, replaced Kendricks for U.S. Best? Oh well, no. We had um, Chris Nielsen over the weekend actually. Yeah, tied the American record. Tied the American record. Yeah. So, U.S. is close. The U.S. pole vault uh, field right now is really close. It's just that Mondo is on another level than everybody else right now outside of the U.S. So, I think it's going to be tough to sort out the U.S. top three with how well um, Nilsson's been vaulting in Lightfoot and obviously Ken- Kendricks with his history in the sport and how many times – He's won major championships. So, yeah, it'll be exciting. I just think Mondo and a lot of these meets now, it's 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 a pole vault, so it's wonky. 
but a lot of it's going to be him versus the world record as opposed to him versus another athlete. Do you know what record I want to see Mondo break next? He's already broken world records. Should I tell you what I want to see? Sure. Most times breaking the world record? Fewest attempts that wins Mm. a global gold. I want to see him watch everyone get eliminated. The best Mm. of the best get eliminated. He shows up, does one vault after everyone's eliminated, wins, and goes home. That's what I want to see. I want to see him win and a world title with the fewest attempts ever. Isn Baeva would wait a really long time to enter competitions. I remember that. So Gordon is on record saying he wants to see the best athlete in an event as little as possible. It's a good take. It's a good take. It's just showing dominance. Like it's showing like, oh, that's cool. You guys done playing? All right. Raise it up another <laughs> foot. Let's do this. I mean, I mean, Seven meters. Let's go. Tap, tap in. I'm ready to roll. All right. I think that's it. I mean, I'm sure there's some world indoor tour stuff that we uh, didn't get to in full, but we'll have, um, we'll have a Wednesday show. This uh, upcoming weekend, this upcoming weekend of track, I know we're five days away from it, but apparently mm-hmm. it's going to be, it's going to be really spicy. I'm hearing that the BU 5K, mm-hmm. I heard that Heat 3, Heat 3 is being paced at 1334 pace. Heat 3. There you go. So if Heat 3 is 1334, right. what can you imagine what Heat 1 will be? Do the math, folks. Gordon will write it up on his board for Friday's for Friday's show. Yeah, again, we're getting everybody is. If you're going to compete indoors, you're you're pretty much out there with with very few exceptions. And we got what's the hold on? Let me before we go. What's the world indoor tour schedule for this week? So we have, um, it's in Mets um, on Mets, Saturday. Yeah. Yeah, and then the next week, Thursday, February 17th, Leven, we know how good that was last year, and then Birmingham on Saturday the 19th. So then, you know, it's really going to get going. Yeah, the 20th, Dusseldorf, and the 22nd, Torin. So we have a bunch. Yeah. Yeah. And then the week week after that is uh, USA's. So we're getting – this is it, basically. These next, next three weeks are going to be the, the meat of the indoor schedule. And I know some people are going to go to Birmingham because Birmingham's a really good meet. And then that's going to be the last meet of their season, American athletes. But also there's some, some people are going to continue, continue on, try to make the team. Um, so, yeah, we should, we should see it all in these next, next couple of weeks. I think, it, I mean, if you haven't run by Birmingham, if you're a big name and you haven't run by the Birmingham weekend, either in Levin or, or Birmingham, I'm thinking you're not going to run indoors. So. Plan accordingly if you're filling out your, uh, your your predictions. But thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Thanks to our sponsor, Hoka. Remember, go to Hoka.com. Get that CLO, MD, and LD spike. Hoka Faster Forward. We appreciate them sponsoring the show. Thanks to Colt for producing. Thanks to – oh, where's my – there's my there's – my, oh, there it is. Whoa. Whoa, whoa. Wait, how'd you do that? Whoa. It's the been power fake this whole time? That's the power You haven't had the shoe the whole time? See you guys Wednesday. Later, guys. How'd you do that?